Hello and welcome to the Boostly Podcast. We are in Season 7, Episode 15. My name is Mark Simpson. I help short-stay accommodation owners get more heads on beds and cut down the commission costs at the same time time. Today we've got a very special episode. We're going to be talking about websites and we're going to be breaking down the jargon so it helps you to understand why your website might not be getting as many direct bookings as you think it should be. Today I've invited on Phil Tester. Now Phil is a good friend of mine. He has got a B&B called The Laurels B&B which is near Alton Towers in the UK. He has also got a, a business called Laurels Tech and he has got an extensive background that he will tell you about on our chat. But I've worked with Phil quite a lot over the course of the past year. He does a lot of fantastic work with website design. He does a lot of really good work when it comes to SEO. We recently worked together on an SEO course. Uh, he's actually helping the Boostly website with some technical SEO just to make sure that it's it's more visible on, on some of the on some of the phrases and, and the keywords that I want to be getting ranked for to mean that Boostly gets more people visible on it. The podcast gets more eyes on it. The YouTube channel gets more eyes on it the blog gets more eyes on it but also as well the website design and, and the book direct map and the academy so he's i'm actually hiring phil to, to do that as well in this episode we're going to talk about uh, quite a lot of things like i said the main aim of this is to just sort of break down the jargon and phil is one of the best people to do so at the end of it, if you want to reach out to Phil to uh, have a chat about your website, then he lets you know the best way of doing so. And I'll also add all of this into the show notes as well. Quick shout out to the sponsor of the Boostly podcast, Hostfully. Hostfully helps you create stunning digital guide box that you can send to your guests before they've even arrived in your property so they can find out more about the local area, how to get checked into your property, Wi-Fi codes, all of the important information that you just leave on the that little printed A4 piece of paper that you leave on the on the kitchen. This is a fantastic software. I use Hostfully. A lot of the Boostly Academy members, a lot of the hospitality community members use Hostfully, and they have got a very special offer for you. You get your first guidebook for free. So go to hostfully.com, H-O-S-T-F-U-L-L-Y.com, or you can go to boostly.co.uk forward slash guidebook to check out a video on how to create your very own guidebook there. And then when you want to upgrade, so if you want to get free or four or five guidebooks for different rooms or different properties type in boostly to the number two m and you get two months free so that's the that the offer that hostfully are given all boostly podcast members all you need to do go to hostfully.com uh, when you're ready to upgrade boostly 2m you get two months free without further ado let's get on with the show right now so phil the floor is yours if you could just let us know your name where you're from your bnb and a little bit more about your expertise in uh, all things websites please mark thank you greetings everybody uh so yeah my name is phil tester and i run the laurels bed and breakfast with my wife helen we're just down the road from alton towers so we have a ready-made market which is nice which is the reason we moved here in the first place my background essentially is one of engineering. I work with British Airways and I also did a lot of analytics with British Airways on their uh, booking system. So I've been working with websites for as long as I can remember. A lot of accommodation providers, mostly in the Staffordshire and Derbyshire area. So there you go, that's me. So what made you want to know more about websites and the back ends and, and the servers? Was it purely through working with 
uh, British Airways, or is this more of like a, a passion that you've now brought into? Yeah, to be fair, it was, a, it was a passion that I've had for ages. I've always liked learning stuff. Originally, it was just, a, uh, you know, I, I got into computers when we had dial-up modems and they made that strange ding-dong squish noise. Uh, that, and that, that was when I built my first website and I've essentially been into them ever since. But that was way before I ever thought of buying a B&B. But clearly that that kind of those that knowledge and experience falls nicely into what we do currently and, and is, uh, is priceless essentially. So uh, tell me a little bit more then about from the transition of being B&B owner to then help, helping local people around you. How, how did that happen? Well, I went to a local, when we very first moved here, which was six years ago, I went to a, the local group of B&B owners, which had been formed years and years before. They'd been going, they'd been doing really well as a group. There was quite a big group, Staffordshire, Staffordshire accommodation owners, and they'd formed this group and some of the sort of uh, some of the people that are sort of forward thinking had, had, had got into the internet in its very early days, but they really didn't know <laughs> uh, what they were doing. So when I went to the first meeting, I started asking questions that they didn't appear to know the answer to. Yeah, uh, and that very quickly turned turned them into saying, "Well, if you're so clever, then you do it." So, uh, so, so I did, and that and that's essentially where it started from, and, I, and it basically grew from there. So, <clears throat> off the top of your head, do you know how many people that you've helped in the local area now with your? Oh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be hundreds of people in the local area. So I did a, I did a lot of a lot of websites for clients. What I did find was a whole load of more, shall I say? more elderly uh, B&B owners that hadn't a clue how the internet worked. And they were being absolutely ripped off by internet providers and website designers who basically were just interested in separating them from their money. And I was that really annoyed me. Mm. And they were being overcharged, they were being charged for stuff that wasn't being done, they were being charged for stuff that didn't need doing. So I basically wanted to kind of level the playing field. Good. No, it's, it's, it's amazing to hear. And it's good that there are people like yourself out there that A, know how a hospitality website should be built and B, do it and, and you know, to help the local area. It's, it's good to see. So when somebody works with you, what does that normally entail? So just so people can get a general idea of, of what we're going to talk about. So when someone goes, Phil, I need your help, what do you generally look to do? Well, it really depends on what, what they need help with. I mean, I, I've helped um, my, you know, the local B&B owners and, and self-catering owners with just advice of, of how they can improve their, their website, uh, which, I, you know, which I do for, for absolutely no fee whatsoever, uh, right up to creating brand new websites for them, uh, doing uh, search engine optimization, and, and basically trying to get them on, online so they do take their own, do take their own online bookings. You'd be amazed the amount of uh, websites owners that didn't even have their own online bookings when I when I first started working with them. So that was my kind of crusade mm-hmm. to try and get them to take their own online bookings because those guys were used to taking bookings by still literally, literally by check and uh, in in the post. Yeah. So unless we're talking within the last five or six years, that was still. I, good. I believe it. I believe it. So yeah, that's good. We are going to talk about websites, and we're going to talk about your websites and. The aim and the goal of this is to help you get a better understanding to what all that jargon means, what potentially could be slowed down your website, and some nice little tools and plugins that you can be using. But what we wanted to achieve, like I said in the title, is we wanted to break down the jargon. So Phil, from your conversation with people, and mm-hmm. when somebody comes to you and goes, my um, website's running slow, for example, or I'm not getting any bookings, and you go in and look at it, where do you find, for those who haven't watched the Boosty Basic video that you did for us, where do you find is the most common area 
that people's website A might be running slow or B might be losing visitors? Yeah, I guess that kind of falls into two camps. The, the, if people have done the website themselves, then the most common uh, issue that I see is around images. Uh, now, as obviously, images are fabulous and, and we need them on, on, the, on the website. But it was the understanding of the size of an image and the impact it had on, on speed. Essentially, people were uploading four or five megabyte uh, images to so that massive images to their website, uh, which take forever to load. So that that was the that was the biggest uh, thing that I was seeing from people that had built their own websites. Mm-hmm. The other thing I was seeing from uh, people that had their websites built professionally, apart from the fact they didn't have any um, search engine optimization whatsoever, was mainly around the technical as- aspects of either um, caching or avoiding. Um, Render blocking, so avoiding code that basically stops and slows down your your website loading very uh, very quickly. Yeah, we're, we're going to definitely circle back on render blocking in a second, but I want to just let you know that Phil is like me. When we are chatting, we like to doodle. But Phil, yeah, you can hear me. Can you? Sorry, the pencil. <laughs> sorry, every single time. Do not worry. Thank you. So let's circle back quickly on the first one, which is images. Now, um, what was the tool you recommended in the Boostly Basic video that everybody can go and get that's got a WordPress website and download as a plugin that will help smush all big images? Well, uh, yeah, exactly. You've just said it. So smush is, is basically my favorite. There are, there are others, but basically smush, so uh, S-M-U-S-H, is a brilliant plugin which uh, allows you uh, automatically compresses your images as you upload them to your website. Yeah. Uh, the beauty of it is also allow it, so it does automatically. It's free, but it also allows you a little option to be able to highlight on your website just to you what you what what images are that are either too large or too small. Mm-hmm. So people have a tendency to, to, to whack in massive images that are, say, are 1,000 or 1,500 pixels wide into a space that actually is only teeny-weeny, you know, like the size of an icon or, you know, 50 or 60 or 100 um, pixels wide. And it, it'll show you that graphically. Yeah. It, it's, it's one that's very, very common. And yeah, Smush is S-M-U-S-H. If someone could conf, um, type that in in the comment section below, it is a, a WordPress plugin, and we are going to circle back again on WordPress very, very quickly. But it is a, a really good tool because it does it for you automatically. Now, normally what you need to do if you didn't have this tool is you'd have to do it to every single image, and you'd have to do it manually. And when you get pictures done professionally or when you take them off your fancy camera and you put them on your computer, they're not going to be smushed. They're not going to be minimized. The photographer will send you them in all blaze and glory and you're just so excited you want to add them to your website and like phil and i and you know the team that i've got here when we're making websites we we, we, we go in and see them they range from crazy amounts you know it's far far too big like what phil was saying it's going to go in a in, in a not so big size so let's have a little chat about wordpress because this is something that comes up quite a lot 
I spoke about it recently in the webinar that I did, uh, why your website could be killing your direct bookings. And uh, it, is, it is a topic that brings up a lot of conversation. So don't worry if you just... Oh, uh, and this is why I want to ask you because it's not just me saying it, it's somebody else that is, is, is uh, knowledgeable on this fact is, why do you recommend WordPress websites? But why do you recommend them over Wix, over Squarespace, Promote My Place, Weebly, you name it? Why do you think WordPress is the preferred choice of so many website designers out there? The, that, that's a, it's not an easy um, question to answer quickly, but I, but I will do my best. Essentially, it is the de facto standard of uh, websites where people can use it to a very high standard but equally it allows you to to use it from a from a you know beginner's perspective uh websites such as i don't know like uh forbes newsfeed uh use wordpress i know mercedes-benz used to use wordpress as uh, their main website so it is used by by uh, you know blue chip companies and and mega million pound companies it's not it's not a sort of a uh, a back bedroom kind of um front ends that you did just just hobbyists want to use it is it is a very very good piece of kit uh it is the best for search engine optimization in a, in the way that it gives you the most flexibility uh for adding the sort of code etc that you that you need um and lastly because it's because it's open source which means that basically anybody can write code for it and the code is available it's not hidden there are thousands if not hundreds of thousands of plugins that are that are absolutely free and won't cost you a penny to to add to more functionality or to your website so i think those are the main three aspects that i, that I would that i would suggest uh, that it's best for and yeah i mean echoing what what you've said there and, and i've asked a lot of people the same question and it's 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 the, it's the same answer open source plugins and google loves it and I totally get, and I mentioned this in the webinar, why so many people wouldn't go for a WordPress website. Because when you load it up and you're doing it yourself and you, you get the first thing and you see the first screen and you're not, um, you, you wouldn't say you're that um, gifted when it comes to web design, you're just going to go, what am I looking for? <laughs> it, it can be a, a, a minefield. So this is and I, I applaud like people like promote my place and wix and squarespace because they've seen that they've noticed that and they've gone right well this is as simple as doing this and and that's where they have stole a lot, a lot of the market share but if you want your website to do more if you want to make sure that um it's going to attract these direct bookings in the medium to long term we do recommend a WordPress website. And now you are part of a group and you've got my help, you've got Phil help, and you've got other people's help within this group where you can navigate a, a WordPress website and, it, and you are not alone. You, you have got the help and support. So if you are with somebody else and you're thinking it might be a time to switch, then you're in the best place. Uh, render blocking. Now, <clears throat> uh, anybody that has tested their website on one of these websites that's available website grader geometrics tools.pingdom for example a lot of times it's coming back and saying one of the areas where your website needs to improve is something called render blocking 
What I would love for you on this call, Phil, is to explain this in the most simplistic terms of what is happening for you to be getting this on your website when you're getting it uh, checked. So render blocking, render blocking is it easier to do than it is to say. Um, essentially, rendering is drawing something. So when your, when your screen get, gets a picture on it, that's basically rendering the picture. So when your website first loads, it it will um, it will take time to draw that screen in the in the olden the, uh, the sort of nineties early nineties late eighties when you if you uploaded a big picture it would actually draw it one line at a time and you'd see it kind of scrolling down the screen okay. now essentially what render blocking means it's it's code or or an activity that your website is trying to do that is stopping your website from being displayed while you draw on the screen. Mm. So essentially what you need to do is to prevent or, or minimize the amount of stuff that's going on in the background that, that is slowing down or stopping your website from being drawn on the screen. Because what the, what the person wants to see when they click on your website or the link, they want to see your website immediately or within a few seconds. If they're only seeing a, a blank screen for four, five, six, seven, eight seconds, then they're likely it's not going to disappear. And it's that code that's stopping it doing that that is blocking the rendering of your screen. So essentially, any code or, or stuff that is, is preventing the first images or the first drawing of your screen being shown is the problem. That's, that's render blocking code. So let's come into what a lot of people are thinking and a lot of people have done the test and it comes in line with... Um, something that I recommend, Reperso. So a lot of people use Reperso now because it, it's a fantastic tool that brings in reviews from TripAdvisor, Facebook, and Google, and it's, it plump, 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 brings in your five out of five star reviews and it puts it in a really nice presented manner that doesn't look copy and paste and it's good for the social proof. But the flip side is, this is a piece of code that has to load on your screen to get it to present. Now. Um, is there anything that you can recommend on this? Is there anything you can do to help old Reperso load up quicker? Or is, do you, in fact, recommend not to use Reperso and, and use, something, use something else? What's like, you've obviously done some of the checks on yeah. some of the websites and you've noticed this issue because I've seen you commenting on it in, in the, when we were chatting about these sort of things. What's your recommendation with, with tools like Reperso and things like sumo.com, et cetera, that have to load the script? Is it, is it a case of, is the juice worth the squeeze? Is there something that we can do? What's your insight on this? I think the best thing you can do is, to, and that's, that's the beauty of a program like GT Metrics, um, is to test um, <clears throat> what you've loaded. Now, that's, that sounds complicated, and, I'm, and, I'm, and hopefully we'll go through a, an example of, of, of it and show you that it isn't. But Repuso, I've got it on, on our bed and breakfast website. It does load uh, quite a few lines of code, but, it does, but they're very, very small, and it does it quickly. So I don't see it as an issue. Yeah. You're much more likely to get it uh, issues with other pieces of code especially websites that use like a front-end builder or any other plugin. So what I, would, what I would always say is if you're adding new bits like that, always go to somewhere like GT Metrics and test it, and you will see in black and white what, what the problem is. 
Now to mitigate that, so, so one, one thing is you'll know, is it a problem, yes or no? And then you can make a, make a choice on whether you want to continue using, but you can mitigate all that by using uh, a caching and a, uh, a program called WP Rocket or something similar, which allows you to essentially defer or delay the loading of that sort of code. So essentially it allows your screen to be drawn first and then it either loads the code that's a problem simultaneously or afterwards. Yeah. So that's essentially it. If you could just walk us through, is there anything else that um, some of the key things that people do um, or even they don't even know about when they're coming to designing their website that could be potentially slowing them or even if it could be a case of where you host your website, is there anything that people can look for when they're doing that could potentially be slowing down their site or affecting their site? Yeah, one, uh, sure. One of the one of the issues that I come across fairly often is the the quality of where people are hosting their website. Now, the the server that um, that your website is on, they're not all they're not all born equal. Now, if you're on a, what is called a shared server, that is exactly what it says. Someone's got a company have got a, a server, which is basically where your website lives. It's, it's basically a hard drive with a with um, it's like a computer. Uh, and what they're doing is they are hosting dozens or hundreds or thousands of websites on that server. But what you're doing is you're you are sharing the resources of that computer, uh, which is why it's called a share a shared server. Now, essentially, what that means is if somebody else has got uh, a problem on their website, it can it can slow down your website. If there are if your resources are being used by too many other websites, then you will also have your website uh, slowed down. So the, the option to that is to go for um, a VPS, um, which is basically you're, you're, on, a, you're on, a, on a server that is uh, dedicated to either your one website, which is very expensive, or only a few websites, which is, which is more expensive than, than a shared server, but it will allow you and your website to operate at uh, maximum efficiency at all times. Nice. So it's worth asking your web designer whether you're on a, a shared server or whether you're on uh, a dedicated or a, a virtual private server. If there's people that are watching this and you're going, you know what, I've just had a, a really busy bank holiday. I've had a really busy Easter. I haven't got time to be faffing around with this. Um, then the obvious answer is outsource it. If you don't want to be doing this and if you want someone like Phil to look over your website and to go, yep, 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 this is what you need to do, or, or even better, Phil will go, I'll go and do it for you, then reach out. And Phil, how is the best way for people to reach out to you and if they need some help with their website or the scores that they are seeing? Essentially, the easiest, the easiest way is to just um, uh, message me on, on, the, on the Facebook page. I think if you want to just send me a message uh, or email me at phil at laurelstech.co.uk, that's fine. I mean, I, I've already done this to um, several people on the uh, Boostly Academy. I'm more than happy just to look at people's um, websites for them on GT Metrics and suggest changes they can make. And I've, and I've, always, and I've always said, this is one of the things I, that I always do myself, if you, if you, want, to, if you want me to do it for you, the, the, the guarantee I give, same as Mark does, if what I do doesn't make a significant difference, then it costs you nothing. Yeah. 
yeah exactly and if i say if you if phil is going to spend time and take him away from from his business then yeah there'll definitely be a charge but you know that an expert is looking over it and there will be an improvement which is which is great and, and i love it and i love that we've got more and more people in the academy like phil and you know i could just go through everybody that's in here that is there to help and this is what makes well, I believe the Boostly Academy, the best online training source, because it's not just my mouth that you're listening to. And there's loads of people in here. Just, just ask questions. The hospitality community is a great place to have a rant and, and to do all the things. But the Boostly Academy is where you can speak to experts in fields that will give you instant advice and, and, and help fix what you need to fix, whether it's websites, whether it's email and copy whether it's everything so it's in all right so again thank you very much for phil if you want to find out more please go and reach out to him uh via his email or on the facebook check out the show notes and i will make sure that you have got all the links that you need to get in touch uh thank you again for tuning in please make sure that you rate review and subscribe to the boostly podcast before you do leave uh the more reviews that we get the higher we go up the ranking and again if you want to find out more about boostly head to boostly.co.uk to check out more about the book direct map which is a brand new listing site by boostly go to boostly.co.uk forward slash book direct map if you want to get a website for your business and double your direct bookings it's boostly.co.uk forward slash website and if you just want to come and have a chat and follow the daily vlogs instagram is probably the best place instagram.com forward slash boostly uk